0: Hey Siri, are you listening? I'm here. Welcome to the Engaging People
1: podcast. My name is Charles Rogel. I'm a consultant here at DecisionWise. Today I'm joined by two of my colleagues, Christian Nielsen. Hello. Christian's one of our uh, senior consultants here at DecisionWise, as well as Spencer Taylor.
0: Hi, everybody. You know, Charles, with our little Hey Siri exercise we did just before we officially kicked things off, I think the point of that is really just to help illustrate that we're in a world where we're used to being able to uh, to submit a request, um, receive immediate support, uh, that sort of thing. There, there's less and less lag in that, and organizations can learn from that principle, whether it's an iOS device, Alexa, Google, uh, whatever it is. Um, I think employees more and more are expecting to be listened to on an ongoing basis and that's under normal circumstances today we will place special emphasis on listening through a crisis uh, in, in this whole covid-19 scenario uh, so anyway i think it, it's good to to just learn from that uh, as we look into some of the best practices that we'll be talking about
1: spencer thank you very much today we're going to be talking about the topic of why now more than ever is the time to listen to your employees um, so let me kind of set this up to describe maybe the problem or what we're trying to address today as we as we talk about this topic. Essentially uh, a lot of clients are coming to us and asking, should we proceed with our employee survey? Some are delaying. Some are saying, hey, you know, now's not the time. We want to wait uh, until a little bit later till things are settled. Others are proceeding with pulse surveys. And so there's quite a mix and maybe some confusion going on about should we proceed, should we uh, maybe um, alter what we're going to do, how we're going to survey, change the question set, do a pulse survey. Um, so we want to kind of uh, put on the table, I guess, all the different maybe concerns and options that are out there. Um, in a few cases, we have clients proceeding as normal. In other words, they're just going to conduct their annual survey on, on schedule um, with, uh, you know, in, in the midst of the quarantine. Um, and essentially uh, ask the same questions that they've been polling on for uh, maybe multiple years. In other cases, we have uh, clients that are pivoting a bit, maybe deciding to administer a survey that's more of a Pulse survey, 10 questions long or so, um, addressing or, or, or asking questions about the current status, how they're experiencing their work so far, if they have the tools and resources they need, if they feel like they're getting good communication. Things like that, and Spencer and 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 Christian, what else have you been hearing from your clients? Well, I've I've had a lot of them,
2: uh, you know, plow ahead, uh, maybe adjust their their approach a bit. We were planning on running a survey. We're going to plan on running a little bit different one. I think we'll talk a little bit about some of the changes folks are making as we go further in the conversation. I have a number that are postponing, and I think you know occasionally there's legitimate reasons to postpone but in most cases there's a real need i mean the title of our conversation now more than ever mm-hmm. a need to keep the lines of communication open to open that channel for employee listening and so um you know some of the reasons i see them postponing are you know the things you mentioned it just feels like it's a little bit overwhelming right now we're worried about budgets um, uh, we're worried we're not going to be able to appropriate, appropriately respond to the survey. We, we value that feedback. We want to take action. Yeah. Um, I, I know that there's also some that are, get really concerned with the trend uh, and, and maintaining and staying true or, or we don't want to disrupt the, the progress we've been making, which is (laughs) continuity. Yeah, exactly. Which, uh, I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about that as well, where, where context comes in for, for that piece. But those are some of the conversations I've been having with my clients.
0: I just was thinking of one survey design call we just had for a client that originally was planning on a, a launch here in the next few weeks. Uh, had considered postponing, and then ultimately decided to proceed and add in several questions about how the organization has responded to the COVID situation, the COVID nineteen yeah. situation. As it turned out, on the survey design call, the senior leadership team decided to, decided to actually pull those questions and meaning remove those questions. Yeah, let's not uh, hyper focus. Yeah, and just go ahead uh, without a, an overemphasis on that, and then they'll just pay attention to the open ended responses uh, at the end. So I thought that was kind of an interesting approach.
1: Yeah. I'm feeling like, and I'm talking to more clients where we're now adjusted to the new normal, where people are feeling like, okay, we've settled, dust has settled a bit. We had to kind of create this big disruption. A lot of people are working from home, but now we're back in our groove again, and people are realizing that this might be a long-term environment or or longer-term environment. And so there's not really going to be a good time or, or or a renewed time or, you know, looking back, um, we're not going to be the same again. This will be kind of a different environment that we're working with. And the environment is not going to get back to, the, to normalcy like we knew it for maybe quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're feeling a little bit more confident in understanding that, yeah, people's, um, people have kind of adjusted a bit. Um, they're more stable. You know, this is a good time to maybe poll and find out how the transition went or how the disruption went and how we're responding to it now. Great, so now we want to tee this up and talk a little bit about um, maybe providing you some, um, some ideas and, and, and talking points to use with your executive team. So some of our audience here we know are anxious to do a survey, but they're getting a little bit of a pushback from the executive team saying, hey, I don't know if this is a good time, maybe some other managers. And so now we want to kind of give you some ideas and maybe state the case for some good reasons to uh, listen, to ask, uh, you know, questions, and and conduct a survey.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the the metaphors that came to my mind as I considered this topic is just that postponing listening during a situation like this—it's ultimately this global crisis. Yeah, it could be likened to pulling the life preservers out of the bay just as the sharks are starting to circle. <laughs> you know, right. it, there's there's a clear. Need. Uh, employees are being disrupted. They're not working the way they used to work. There is, it's very, uh, very unknown, I guess. This, this territory we're in is, is uh, people don't know quite what to make of it in a lot of ways. And so, for an organization to discontinue listening or to, to choose to kick that down the road, I, I think uh, there's a very strong case to be made that now is more important time than ever uh, to actively listen. And, and I think respond. people are
1: feeling a lot more disconnected yeah. right now. Like they're not talking to colleagues quite as much. Maybe they're involved in a lot of Zoom calls during the day, but they're just not maybe feeling the, the pulse of what's going on in the organization.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and depending on the role, you could be very isolated. Um, you know, we could have called this conversation, you know, is there anybody out there? <laughs> right? uh, some folks, and, and, you know, we can get into personal uh, personality styles and preferences and things like that. Connection. Is important to all employees and and to some it's it's their very reason for getting out of bed every every day and so when they have to go remote or where or have to keep physical distance from people that can be very hard and this communication um, uh, it, it becomes very important uh, you know one, one of the other things I'll I'll add um, is something called the uh, peak ending heuristic this idea that people put disproportionate amount of emphasis on the peak emotional experience of a, of a memory as well as the, how the, the experience ended. So think of your trip to Disneyland. You, you don't necessarily remember all those lines. I do, but. Right. Uh, <laughs> <there's> the <dad. laughs> But you remember that kind of that peak moment where your family was enjoying themselves, in, or they had this great uh, emotional high, as well as kind of how the, the the overall experience ended. Well, this entire uncertain moment is a is a real emotional peak. There's anxiety. There's there's um, organizations galvanizing as as they come together to support each other and, and things. And so, it's a very important time to to show concern for employees because they will remember how you treat them during this this very. Uh, unusual and uh, sometimes fraught time yeah
0: i think it's a great time to build loyalty just to kind of Mm -hmm. you know the thought i had as you're talking there for organizations to to solidify anybody who as we call them are in the opportunity group where they're undecided as to whether they're going to fully engage or or disengage or even leave the organization it's a great chance to add that layer of, of deeper deepening loyalty
2: yeah, we, we talk a lot about employee engagement as, you know, you can't really build it directly. You, you cultivate engagement. You invite people to engage. Well, this is a time to invite people to bring more of themselves or less of themselves to their, their work. And, and people are, are looking for communications and, and uh, uh, signals from the organization at where they stand. And employee listening is, is an important part of that. Yeah
0: it seems like another key too is just that you know we, we early on especially i think we've we've started to hear less of this as you mentioned charles in kind of the opening that things are starting to feel a little bit like they're shifting into gear like we're, we're going to start moving forward yeah but then the phrase new normal i'm, I'm almost tired of hearing it right it's, we're in this new reality as opposed to just having the dust settle and things are back to normal it's not like there was a local like we had an earthquake here in utah i haven't heard anybody mention the earthquake Uh, It was a local thing, it happened, people recovered from it. I mean, I'm sure there are probably some things that are still going on, but it hasn't been this new normal. It didn't really shift things. And yet with this, this coronavirus, uh, it really is propelling us into this new normal. There was a New York Times article by Neil Irwin just a few days ago that was published and he talks about this uh, and really points out that it's accelerating what was already previously underway that there are some global trends as far as global economies, less dependency on international suppliers, for example. Uh, He's suggesting some of those things are going to be accelerating um, as opposed to just going away or or having things return to some type of previous state uh, in the economy. And that's impacting all of us in different ways depending on our our industry and business type. So
1: so disruption
0: is the new normal. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great way to, I think, capture it.
2: Well, yeah, I think it's interesting, the idea that, that some things are accelerating during this time and there's also some uh, um, uh, advantages to be had during, you know, when, when there is a disruption, uh, things become more malleable and we can, we can influence people and behaviors in ways that we, we couldn't otherwise. And so we can uh, create a stronger invitation to engage. We can build that loyalty you've talked about uh, and really solidify someone's connection to the organization and, and uh, their sense of belonging.
0: Another, I, th- I think another huge opportunity, um, it's, it may be an interesting word to use when we're talking about a crisis, but I do think there's an opportunity, uh, which is we, don't, we can't design or, or create an, an opportunity to see how well-equipped we are to respond to a crisis. Um, we have to wait for a crisis to actually occur, whether that's a local thing or, or a global um, pandemic like we're in now. I think uh, I also read a statement recently by Susan Lund, who's a partner at McKinsey, who talks about companies using this as a chance to really talk about resilience and building organizational resilience um, and how prepared they are or unprepared, perhaps in some ways, they are to respond to a crisis. Uh, So this is a chance, again, without asking employees how they're doing and talking with checking with leaders and uh, everyone across the organization. Uh, there's no way to directly measure that level of readiness. So I think that an engagement survey is a terrific opportunity. Again, there can be additional questions added to specifically talk about resilience and talk about the pandemic if, if it's appropriate for your organization. Everyone has to make that decision for themselves. But what a, what a chance, though, we have to, to check in on that.
1: Well, it's funny because I think some executives might be afraid to hear it, right? So we knew we know we didn't do a great job. We know that there's a lot of disgruntled people. Maybe we had to let some people go. Um, but it, now is a great time to listen and hear the response and learn from it because you won't be able to
2: capture it as well later on. Right, right. I, I do love that idea around resilience as well as you know just getting a, a deeper sense of who we really are. And so it becomes You know, I know you've got trends to, to monitor and measure from the past, um, and, and the trend is important. It's one of the things we offer all of our returning clients. We we pay close attention. We do a lot of analysis. But this is a unique context where you can learn some things that you can't during standard surveying times. And I mean that resilience piece. You know, we might talk about uh, organizational grit. How are we doing here? Um, are we at a breaking point, or have we past a breaking point? Are we are we you know going strong? Um, it's a great time to take that temperature.
0: Earlier, we talked about how when people are uh, displaced, uh, whether, when they're not used to working at home. Uh, that can really create this gap uh, and a disconnect from the organization. There was some recent research I read just here in our our local news uh, about a study that productivity overall increases when people are transitioned to working virtually, but the one major um, disadvantage was that break in the connection. Christian, you talked about this earlier. Uh, I'm curious if you have any, I guess, just any further thoughts on that organizational connection piece uh, during this well,
2: I've, I've been thinking a lot about that great book uh, by Susan Cain, Quiet, you know, the, the, the powerful, and I think the tagline is the power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking. And so for some people, I think initially, I mean, even though we all have the same economic fears and, and also fears for our health and, and, and fears for the, the safety of our families and those types of things, I think there's a, a portion of our population that actually thought, oh, this is actually very comfortable to, to have some distance and to be able to to th- process information and, to the preference of a uh, with a preference for introversion. Yeah. However, I'm even seeing uh, some of our, our beloved introverts or p- people with a preference for introversion. I won't label them as th- <laughs> they're <laughs> right. much more than in, in just that word, but. Um, we're seeing people looking for you know, a greater, greater sense of connection. I have, I have a number of manufacturing clients, and it's really fascinating because they're kind of split down the middle. Their back office folks all went home uh, because their, their, their work is more amenable to that. Their work accommodates <laughs> working remotely. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but the, the floor can't do that and so they're they're out there and so it's been a really interesting conversation even within the same company you know do we value all employees the same way i mean for us to keep operating we want to do everything we can to protect the staff and and some of those things and and keep connection so it's been interesting to see those that went home uh feel that loss of connection those that are still there feel like well don't we matter and and does the organization not care about us the same way and so uh, it's been interesting to, to get some me- measurements out there and, and have those conversations as well.
1: So now we want to change the conversation a bit and talk about, um, so how do we conduct? We decide we want to survey in some way. What's the best approach? What are some people doing that's working for them? So kind of best practices around surveying um, maybe in a, in a disruptive situation like we're in. Kristen, do you want to touch on a few of those ideas?
2: Yeah. Um, you know. It, We've got some really interesting things that have kind of uh, they've been in place that we've used in other you know times of crisis as well as some things that I think are exciting that we've uh, developed recently to help facilitate a few more um, situations for our clients. Uh, Spencer talked a little bit about how some things accelerate. Uh, you think of all the technical, technological advancements that happened in like World War II and things like that. I kind of compare it to that. This is an unusual time. We've all had to move quicker. And so some of the the benefits of that are some of the the tech options that we've been working with for employee listening. So uh, a few of these have been brought up in the conversation so far. Charles, you mentioned if you have a standard survey, we we do see some employees or uh, some clients moving forward with their standard survey. Mm -hmm. It was planned. They've had a in the works for a year, or they've, they've, you know, we're talking about it, they had a date set, a timeline, and they're gonna stick with that. And I wholeheartedly recommend they do. It's, it's great, it, it's, um, if you remove that, especially after an expectation has been set with the employees, the employees see that. And it suddenly uh, becomes even more abnormal mm-hmm. I- of an environment. So is Are you afraid the, to ask? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> why aren't they listening to us? You yeah. know, why are they pulling back from us at this time where we have a lot on our mind? And so, uh, if you've got a standard survey in the works, or if you were thinking about one, move forward with it. Now, there's some there's room to adjust it as we talk through it. We might have some conversations, or you know, in the survey design portion of the project around um, crisis management or resilience. Um, we're doing some interesting things specifically around sentiment and capturing the emotion uh, behind. Now, there's interesting ways to do that. Kind of. Uh, explicitly and implicitly you can ask a question directly and 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 call out hey this is the situation we're all in it's uh uh, you know unusual for all of us tell us how you're feeling and you can also just say tell us how you're feeling you know without setting the stage and seeing if what comes up organically it might be every comment talks about COVID-19 it might be it doesn't come up as much as you might expect and that's interesting information it might also come up and it'll we we have the ability to say you know 70 percent of those comments are are positive uh, you know that people are pleased with the way that your organization is responding so some interesting things to to um, uh, enhance your standard survey that you were planning on running so that's that's my number one recommendation run your survey if you if you've had one in the works if you haven't if it's off cycle um, or if for some reason you you uh, can't move forward with a full survey then run with something more like that short pulse that spencer mentioned let's say uh, let's not be quiet. Let's open up the lines of communication and let's, let's call out some questions directly. I have a number of clients running pulse, uh, smaller pulse surveys to all employees, you know, nine to 12 questions, something in there. We've got a, a nice, um, bank of questions we've been refining and using with the number of clients, uh, and, and getting that out very quickly. Sometimes we're getting that out even without an organizational chart, just to, uh, just to move a little bit more fast or, uh, Move faster so that we can get to those employees and their perceptions um, more efficiently. Um, and then the last one is something we've developed, kind of one of those tech advancements I spoke of earlier. It's called the employee, or excuse me, the EX check-in. This is a one-question survey. It can be sent to all employees and just say, "Hey, tell us how you're doing. Give us uh, some detail about your current experience." Um, it's very simple and a nice empathetic tone. We can be sensitive to the environment. A lot of healthcare organizations considering an option like this because obviously they're under a lot of stress and some, um, some unique pressures. So a one question survey makes a lot of sense. Uh, it gets out there, it's low impact in terms of the amount of time, but it also sets the tone of, we wanna hear what you have to say. And uh, let's say you've got a large organization, we can still run it through that uh, natural language processing, the text analytics, uh, summarize that into themes and give some quantitative data to that, as well as give the executive team or the leadership uh, the full weight of what the employees have on their mind, and uh, they can read through the, the word for word if they have the time. Um, those are all great suggestions. I had a couple kind of expectations maybe
1: to think about, um, and that is... You know, the big question is: Would we, if we ran a survey now, would we see lower results than previous years or, or low scores? And frankly, I think the answer would be yes. So you would see, you know, whenever we see disruption, there's usually lower scores on certain questions. But um, other times, you might see increases. You know, maybe leadership scores increase around my direct supervisor or teamwork or things like that, uh, given the situation. Um, but I wouldn't be afraid of it because we've done this year over the many years where, where organizations have had a major disruption, layoffs, changes, acquisitions. You know, all of these things factor in, and it's always good to understand where people are right now. And there'll be an asterisk, asterisk I think, on the results for this year, but we understand it, right? We get it. We know yeah. why.
2: I think that context is so important. You know, that trend is so interesting that people people put so much emphasis on that trend Mm -hmm. that to the point where they wouldn't run a survey and that's, that's the wrong way to go down. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We don't want to see that go down. Well, that's not, the trend is not what we're, we're, you know, managing to, we want to improve the employee experience. And if we're just ignoring it during this, this peak moment, Mm -hmm. uh, we're doing them a disservice. And to your point around kind of those expectations, there's a few questions that I, I pay really close attention to during, uh, You know, COVID nineteen, as well as you know, we have other clients that have gone to kind of regional disasters, uh, uh, wildfires, and things like that. So, items like uh, this organization cares about employees, kind of this broad connection and feeling of belonging to the organization. I want to see how that's changing. Often, if if we're getting it right or even halfway right as an organization, that's going to go up because during this time. People are reaching out. There's the, the humanity really comes to the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, another item is um, senior leaders have a clear understanding of what is going on in this organization. Uh, interestingly, uh, these employee listening approaches help that item. Mm-hmm. If they, you know, It's not necessarily do I think they're competent. It's do I think they understand what I'm seeing? Do they have a clear sense of the organization and the cu- or the, the customer and, and the, uh, you know, my team as I see it? And so these listening approaches help uh, those items go up as well. It's a good point.
0: I think another, just one final thought I've just had tumbling around in my mind is, is the importance of acknowledging that in order to achieve, we used the term earlier, organizational resilience, or to have some of this learning take place during this time, uh, the organization itself, of course, is, is just an empty shell. It's really the leaders within that organization that that make it what it is, and the people who are executing that make it what it is. So you've got to make sure you remember your leaders. Mm -hmm. Um, Specifically, I'm thinking of our 360 tool. We just have a a brand new launch on a 360 tool, a really impressive uh, step forward on the technology front. But really, it enables organizations to help their leaders understand how they're perceived, to acknowledge their leaders in a lot of ways, just to give them the feedback and to say, thanks for what you're doing. We recognize you're carrying a whole lot right now, and we want to help you uh, get even better at that and feel supported through this time because they're the leaders are really the ones bearing the brunt of of this uh carrying through process of uh, managing through crisis. So I think giving them the feedback that comes in a 360 is pretty powerful right now.
2: I think it's a really interesting opportunity to bring up too. You know, I've got a number of clients where suddenly they're finding some openings on their calendars. Um and and they know it's a temporary state. Things are going to pick up and uh and, the sooner the better uh, of course but there's a little bit more wiggle room in the in the schedule uh, let's fill that with development let's grow these leaders during this critical time 360 feedback is a great way to, to support that um, some of the other interesting surveys that we're seeing um, Charles I know you've had experience with uh, you know uh, looking for internal efficiencies we do a service effectiveness survey how, how are our internal customers feeling supported by other Functions is HR delivering for these other groups? Are we getting what we need from finance or IT? You know these internal group comparisons. There's some interesting survey opportunities there as well. So another thought um,
1: is I think there's a concern about participation. So if we launch the survey now, you know our workforce it's so disrupted. So I'm seeing two things. One is to your point uh, christian that there are certain populations where it's actually a little bit slower for them now they're able to work from home they're getting more done maybe they're not involved in so many meetings or or no commute yeah no commute so there is some extra time on people's hands in some populations there's others that are working a lot harder especially health care um, and so you, you might not get high participation out of some groups, but then again, you'll get great participation out of others. So I wouldn't let that, um, that uh, persuade you not to survey. Um, simply because you're worried that hey we're not going to get you know 100 participation out of a group.
2: That's fine. At least we heard from those that we could, and we're listening. And, and kind of you know bringing up healthcare, it might be a, a nice uh, opportunity to shift to a, a burnout survey, yeah. measure something specifically. If, if you're in one of those industries that are really, uh, really overburdened during this this time, um, healthcare. Uh, uh, toilet paper production <laughs> it seems to be uh, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> They're a big really one feeling right it right now. now. But you know, there is a chance that that um, you know that your, your folks are really. You're, there's often during something like this. There's a deeper sense of meaning and connection and purpose. But it can be burnout. The, the longer this goes on, the more we're, we're extracting from uh, our employees.
0: So there might be some legitimate. There surely are some legitimate uh, circumstances in which an organization might choose to postpone for at least a couple of months. Um, Again, we've really emphasized throughout this conversation that almost always, uh, well, I would say always it makes sense to listen to your employees, but there are circumstances where you might want to delay the full survey uh, Mm -hmm. down the road a bit. Uh, You mentioned healthcare workers. If they're working around the clock, um, again, you may not want to deploy a a 50-plus question survey, but it, it still makes sense to at least check in and see how you can better support them. So maybe that's not a, a non-service scenario, but at least a an, ada- an adaptation sure. to circumstances. Uh, certainly, I would think at least if um, if a, a large portion of employees are furloughed mm-hmm. and they're they're going to be back within the next 90 days or, or the foreseeable future, it, it may make more sense to survey when they get back.
2: Yeah. And similar, I think, a, a reduction in force, which I, I think, unfortunately, a lot of companies are facing right now it might want to be sensitive to the timing on that um follow up after a reasonable amount of time and maybe with something more around that sentiment analysis or ex check-in one one interesting thing that can help create some additional consistency so you don't have to make some of these decisions on the fly would be a a more complete employee listening uh, approach so uh we have some things that just Are always on, Um, so we're always doing onboarding surveys, exit surveys, those types of things, giving employee uh, input coming in, net promoter scores, those types of things, as well as anniversary surveys. So based on someone's hire date, the survey is automatically going out, and so that's going out whether it's raining or it's sunshine, and so whether it's COVID nineteen or not, those those types of things, and that's an interesting way, especially if you've got large populations those metrics keep rolling in and monthly you can say, hey, our, net, our employee net promoter score is up or down. And, yeah. and you didn't have to make a decision, do we want to uh, introduce a new uh, survey at this time? So there's a few things you can do proactively to, to plan for the future to make sure you've got a, a strong listening approach in place and more of those consistent metrics coming in.
0: Right, I, I love that point, Christian. Just that to me that represents building a culture of listening as opposed to just having listening be something the organization does once a year or every couple years. It's it's this ongoing effort. And I think that is kind of a leading indicator to building a culture of engagement, to actually increasing engagement over time and creating that ongoing, improved employee experience. And that's what this is ultimately all about.
1: Well, Christian Spencer, thank you very much. Thanks everyone for listening and stay safe out there. And we hope you join us on our next podcast.